Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take that again. Hello, welcome back to Amateur Podcast. I'm your host, Atia, and with me here is... Nico. I'm Nico. So, Nico, it has been a while since we've been here, so a little bit of update. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow won her case, and she gave us some really cool villainous moments. Do you want to talk about the final verdict a little bit? My favorite moment, and I think the best moment out of the whole trial, is the quintessential white woman FU, which was, I wish you well. Yeah, that that was a very memeable and. I think she did enough. Like, you know, she gave us a few cool outfits. She gave us a little bit of nip bits of sound bites. And the final, I wish you well. Yeah. I think it was perfect. It was not too long, not too short. It was the right amount. We needed that. I really appreciate her for that, despite all the bone broth stuff. But, <laughs> but I think what worked in her favor was that she was just Gwyneth. Like, she's you know, being herself. She's just being herself. She's like, oh, my, my favorite quote was, um, it, it cost me half a day of skiing. <laughs> That's the best one. I lost half a day of skiing. It was great. Thank you, Gwyneth. Okay, we're going to move on to our episode today. What is the best concert you have ever been to? That's easy. It was when, before the pandemic, it was like 2019, I think, or 2018. I can't remember. But uh, Omer had bought tickets as my for my birthday present to go see Beyonce and Jay-Z on Whoa. the run part two. Yeah. Wait, you went to that? I went to that in Houston. <sighs> It was loud. It was oh so my loud. It was awesome. Was it everything you've ever dreamed of? Yes. And she, she's just like an amazing singer, vocalist, yeah, dancer. I, mean, I had never been to a concert like that. Like my first concert mm-hmm. was like Backstreet Boys in the 90s. <laughs> I was in kindergarten and I went with my mom well, and my cousin. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> um, but then like all the other concerts I went to were like, you know, like Austin City Limits, like yeah. smaller venues. So I hadn't been to a stadium concert like that. Ever. ever well unless you count backstreet boys but oh, okay but you were little so it didn't count. count yeah Ooh. so it was quite the spectacle i couldn't were you overwhelmed it. by the yeah oh yeah it was amazing okay so i just saw taylor swift in the era store i know everybody's talking about it and that's basically our topic today it was honestly i've been to a lot of concert and it's and it's crazy that this is a stadium concert and i felt this way about it i think she makes you feel like it's just you and her and it's like mm-hmm. personal and spectacular at the same time mm-hmm. which is really hard to give that kind of a show and it was just like it's a three hour long show mm-hmm. no breaks without her openers her openers start at six she starts at eight 44 oh. songs oh. no breaks i thought when you said the three hours no it it's taylor performing for three hours oh, straight man. it's insane it's like dance numbers piano ballads guitar songs there are things that are like acted out or like scenery stuff and like the state changes to her each her eras mm-hmm. we go from fearless to speak now or whatever and the whole like state changes for folklore there were like trees coming out of the stage oh, it was just that's oh my wild. god yeah it was just spectacular Wow. And it's, I don't, I generally don't understand how one person can physically do that. Dude, there's one point where she literally nose dives inside the stage. I saw a clip of that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how is she doing that? All of this. And maybe she got a break like between um, set changes and costume changes, which is like 
one to three minutes top mm-hmm. just getting water and maybe retouching her makeup but yeah. like that's not really a break yeah but she's like on her feet the whole time in like these like high heel boots and it's just oh just even talking about it it's giving me chills because <laughs> i'm a big swifty and i just feel like this is my first taylor concert okay and oh it's I've, your first one yeah and i've been a taylor swift fan since i was like nine years old since our song her debut album uh, called Taylor Swift so I've been through all of her era so it's just like also her like you know her music like is also different from each other the genre so mm-hmm. like just seeing them all in one concert just felt so like crazy I was like oh my god I was like screaming and then I lost my voice for like a week that's why we had to delay our podcast because I didn't have my voice because I told myself I was like I'm not gonna like scream right and then by song two and I was like "Ah!" and then by song three I was like bawling my eyes out and I kept crying until I got dehydrated and then I couldn't cry anymore because I was dehydrated oh my god okay so I did not react that way to the Beyonce and Jay-Z concert like and I'm a big Beyonce fan but did not did not have that kind of spiritual experience (laughs) i did okay but like i just feel like i very closely follow taylor Swift. like you know it's just like she's my go-to artist for like everything like you know i i know every single song of hers like every single one can you guess my go-to artist beyonce no oh huh Shakira, oh my god, please. <laughs> We're not gonna bring up Shakira. Okay, this is Nico's shtick. She wants to bring up Shakira every single episode somehow, even though it has nothing to do with Shakira. Oh my god. But okay. I just did it. There you go. <laughs> there, it's done. Ten points for Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see that one coming because I thought myself, I was like, I'm gonna know when she's gonna bring up Shakira, but then you did it and I didn't see it coming. This is gonna be fun. Well, so I have a confession. Okay. Um, you know, I'm not a big swifty fan that's okay sorry do you like john mayer no okay then we're fine we the, the, your body's a wonderland <laughs> is a really good song Yo, it was so gross when he was like singing that to taylor when she was like 18 17 18 years old on tour that's okay. gross yeah okay moving on so what happened like you know this big eras tour happens it opens in glendale arizona she broke the record for the most attended female concert of all time whoa. day one whoa yeah and I think Beyonce might break it when she goes on the my, Renaissance. Yeah, I think yeah. when she when Beyonce goes on Renaissance, she's gonna break Taylor's record. But that's my assumption. Right now, Taylor is the number one. Mm-hmm. Then she recently performed in Texas in Arlington at three weekend, the three days for the weekend. And then people were like, "Oh, she has a ten day break. We're not gonna hear about Taylor Swift for a while." But little do we know, the headlines are just like all only talking about her because we find out that so she and Joe Alwyn her longtime boyfriend of six years have broken up and people are just hysterical a little bit yeah and hey there's a lot of like uh, people are not believing the news and saying that this is not real i'm not going to believe it unless taylor comes and says it herself and i mean to those people do we expect her to send us a handwritten letter <laughs> i think this is the best as it gets right like her publicist goes to entertainment tonight and people.com and says hey they're not together it's just chaotic because of that and I then just... she was also spotted in liverpool shooting a music video at 3 a.m right after performing in texas and then she suddenly appears in new york city Doing a pap walk is like post breakup pap walk, right? Like, right. and we never see Taylor Swift on the street. She knows how to hide. 
And I mean, the rumor has it that she hides in suitcases, which a little bit was proven right when she like we found that she was actually hiding in the crate outside when she was getting out of like the stage and yeah. the era store. Like I said, I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan, mm-hmm. but I actually thought that's someone who's like on the outside looking in, just seeing all the like mm-hmm. headlines. All of her relationships have felt really messy. You know, she's like constantly talking about them and then her songs too like she puts easter eggs and she's so cryptic and people like basically like either her fans are like primed to be conspiracy theorists or she like encourages it with the cryptic messages and the the easter eggs and whatever but um i think it's like i actually thought this was one of her healthier relationships because i never heard anything about it Like, I didn't hear anything about it at all. Uh They were really quiet, low-key, and they were together for a long time. They were together... For almost seven years. Yeah, like, Omer and I have been together for seven years. The reason people are expecting, they're like, oh, they're not believing this news, is because when Taylor was literally a teenager, and in her early 20s, she, like, most regular people was not good at relationships, and it was messy. When she was 19, she went on the Ellen show and blasted Joe Jonas, and they're best friends now so it doesn't so people are expecting this kind of reaction out of her when she was like 19 or in her early 20s and she's a grown woman now and she's like 10 years later yeah she's like 33 years old and they're not getting that reaction out of her she's just like oh this is an amicable breakup we separated ways we're good friends and people are just like oh this has to be fake news this has to be a lie i sent you those like those threads on reddit which i, I need I'm, to get off I'm of reddit i'm honestly kind of surprised how fast people like turned against joe like, in not. one day i'm not okay I, I i told you i wasn't gonna bring this up <laughs> but i'm gonna bring it up like you know there's like different sides of taylor swift fandom right there's like a lot of people like really 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 loved taylor and joe together and i mean i don't mind them together like you know they're fine but i mean i don't get that yeah like parasocial yeah parasocial right yeah I, i don't have like anything against him or anything but i'm not like obsessed with him in any certain way i just i mean i'm like he's obviously good for her i guess if she loves him but i like her and her art right mm-hmm. but there are people just really obsessed with their relationship and now they're just having kind of uh like a s- social media mental breakdown where yeah. they're like going to her old house in new york city and cornelia street and like leaving flowers in front of the apartment and that is excessive. That is a little bit stalking. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think she wants you to go in front of her old house and put flowers in there for a relationship that she obviously Good initiated Lord. a breakup from, Mm-mm. which, like, the press release kind of, it's kind of an exclusive press release, but it feels like a publicist saying it, that Taylor wanted to go, to expand her career and Joe is, like, you know, wanted a more low-key life, so they separated ways which i don't blame him seeing yeah. like that her fans are mm-hmm. leaving flowers at yeah. her old residence and, but when they started dating she was that whole kanye and her beef had started and she had gone into this hiatus mm-hmm. for two years that's where, when like, kim dropped yeah. the video yeah. yeah so she went on a hiatus for two years and they were like having a relationship very private she was not seen for like months right mm-hmm. and nobody knew anything about her relationships and then reputation she was still she had a comeback but it still wasn't as big as this mm-hmm. and then the pandemic hit and then they were they were like quarantined with each other so they've been living in this bubble and i think this might be the first time he's really firsthand experiencing the taylor swift craze and yeah how what her life actually is and who 
like who the Taylor Swift brand actually is and maybe he wasn't on board with that and he didn't want that life and maybe he also wants to build his own brand and be like Joe Alwyn the actor mm-hmm. you know I was talking to uh my uh my hairdresser and friend Casey shout out to Casey uh, <laughs> but she said uh <laughs> Taylor needs a, a Carl Dean Dolly Parton's husband someone who just kind of like steps back and like yes I you think know? so I think okay I like Joe Owen because to me he was that person because I always saw him like as the person that just took a step back and let Taylor just be like you know this super mega pop star and we didn't know like I mean he's been in a few movies but he's not we can all agree that he's not like an Oscar winning actor that not everybody's yet. yeah I think he's getting there because he he's might, been in right? really like, yeah with really like big actors. but in comparison in that yeah. relationship yeah. like she's obviously way more successful so to me I was like okay so she found someone that could be that stable person for her of like you know but I think maybe his own ambition of like wanting more for himself might have you know challenge that a little bit and that not working out but i i do think i think everybody like kind of needs that everybody who's in that stature needs to be with somebody who's not as famous it's also kind of like you see this in the real world play Mm -hmm. out right like someone with a really strong personality is with someone who's very mellow Mm -hmm. and very like low-key and it's a good balance um but i even then i think it's very speculative i think a part of it is just like I'll tell you, like, when you get to your early 30s, mm-hmm. and they've been together, literally, I think they got together when she was, like, probably, like, 26. Yeah. Right? So in your mid-20s, you're still figuring out your life. And then when you get to your early 30s, you kind of, like, start to key in on, like, what you want. Mm-hmm. And so some people have been speculating, like, oh, well, he wanted kids and she didn't, or vice versa. Like, she wanted to get married and he didn't. And I, I don't think it's it. I think you just kind of, like, realize, like, you know, this is the kind of lifestyle that I want. And, you know, when you get to like, really like people, I don't think have a understanding of like what a good relationship and marriage is. And I'll throw in my two cents, but it's not like you need to make me happy. Yeah. Right. It's like we need to have similar life goals. We need mm-hmm. to like this is a partnership. I'm your companion for the rest of your life. And so can I withstand yeah. The, the life that you're building and can you withstand the life that I'm building right and so mm. I think it just came down to like this just isn't gonna work because they're they just wanted different things probably mm-hmm. and the relationship had run its course like they reached like a fork in the road yeah you know and they weren't really maybe they just couldn't or weren't willing to travel on the same mm. the same one right so then they split the timing of the announcement is very interesting and that's Taylor being really good at PR it- yeah yeah tree pain that's her publicist (laughs) she i hope she gets paid really well because she's really good at what she does Mm -hmm. so with the eras tour we've seen like her break a lot of records in the the past but i just feel like this feels really different and it's almost like she has all these new fans because of folklore i always she keeps growing and i wonder and i mean arlington changed the whole street to her name what yes glendale i think they declared a taylor swift day and then arlington were like we're gonna change a street name to taylor swift way and then we're gonna give her the key to the city oh my god and now she's going to tampa and tampa is like they're like you know what what we're gonna do we're gonna make taylor swift mayor for a day oh my gosh (laughs) so that's wild that's crazy like i'm just saying she's just 
it's crazy to think that this one person has so much power. I mean, to personally, I'm like, I hope she gets canceled so I can buy cheaper tickets. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not selfish at all. <laughs> not to cause her harm, but like, God, those t- tickets are expensive. I can imagine. Yeah, but I just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about parasocial relationships with celebrities like i do like follow her closely and i love everything she does and i think you like you said like all the cryptic stuff it kind of does like make you follow her a lot you yeah. know when she does the things that are intentional so i do follow that but some people think i think genuinely believe that they have a say in her relationships you know when you think about the career she's had mm-hmm. she started as like a teenager mm-hmm. we're basically the same age and um and when she came out with her album what was it called taylor swift yeah debut. okay that's that okay so that's the first album that came out this is like how little i know yeah and i remember being like this is just some like corny country singer i'm not <laughs> oh, listening oh, to I this have, i have some some goss for you about that about do you know her accent was fake what <laughs> see and this is what i'm getting at okay this is what i'm gonna get no at. no no. i like love this i found this out on tiktok okay they were Wait, like do is is this real this is actually real because like on in her town they did like a real search like people in her high school like you know so the town she's not from um nashville like she like you know that's where her brand was so like she was like okay i want to be a country singer but people in her town don't have a country accent and she was like kind of low-key bullied for it but and then it became the air oh taylor was like bullied in high school which she i'm sure there was jealousy and everything yeah but also i mean if you're faking a country accent when you don't have one i think i can see why people were just a little bit like snobby about it <laughs> but she had to do what she had to do to like you know it worked whatever but i didn't know her country accent was fake she was like faking it that's wild <laughs> i had no so, yeah. idea mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah and you're sure this is real yes because when you say and, i saw this on tiktok my first thought is this is not real if someone can confirm that it's not real you can go on our instagram and send us hate comments this is what i'm getting at <laughs> basically like i thought this is she's a corny country singer blah 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 blah. And i wasn't interested in yeah. her music but i have a theory that part of the reason why of her longevity and why she generates new fans is mm. because there's a taylor swift song for everybody yes there is one for everybody okay let's play a game mm-hmm. give me a situation and i'll tell you if there's a taylor swift song for it oh, okay uh, all right that's, <laughs> this is a good one okay that's good uh let me think um best friend backstabs you breathe bad blood closure um there's multiple let me think of another one <laughs> breathe is not really backstabbing it's more like you miss the ex-best friend and then bad blood is backstabbing somebody. Okay, so there's already two scenarios mm-hmm. in that. You miss More than that. I'm That's oh on top God. of my head. Okay, so what about like a misconnection? Like you lock eyes with someone or like meet them and it's like... Well, I guess that's Enchanted, fly. right? Enchanted or Sparks Fly. There's literally there's a, a song, song called Sparks, Sparks Fly. fly. <laughs> <laughs> or mine. Uh, I, you are the best thing that's ever been mine, but then they like, you know, didn't have the kind of they like broke up later on okay bad boys like falling in love with a bad boy trouble um style getaway car oh that's about love triangle between tom hiddleston calvin harris and taylor swift so basically there's a taylor swift (laughs) song for everybody yeah right and there's a taylor Taylor swift song for every situation yes and so i think that's part of her longevity is that she sings about things that are really vulnerable so the first Mm -hmm. time i actually felt really connected to a taylor swift song was (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying this. <laughs> was, was enchanted. Do you know what that's for? 
Who's that for? Um, I forgot his name, but the singer of Owl City. Oh my god. She wrote his name is Adam, right? I don't know. I think it's like so she wrote the song for him and I think they met at an event and she wrote like I was enchanted to meet you. He heard this. A year later he wrote a song back for her and it was like I was enchanted to meet you too, Taylor. And she never responded. Cold. <laughs> that is so cold. She had moved on. It was a little bit I think it was a little cringy. Like his His song. His song was a little cringy. Even though it was the same song, but it was just I think I don't know. The moment the moment was gone, right? It was years later. <laughs> Couldn't read the room. <laughs> Couldn't read the room. It took too long. Oh. Poor guy, though. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, like, so, and when I heard that song, I was like, oh, my God, get out of my head. Like, stop I singing was, about you know, these vulnerable feelings that I have that I don't mm-hmm. want to share with people. And here she is, like, la, 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 like, singing it out loud, you know? Yeah. And so that's why I think, like, she's been very successful and people are really drawn to her mm-hmm. because it feels like she... I mean, like she's singing about things that are super vulnerable that other people feel and relate to. And then on top of that, you know, a lot of people make fun of like adolescent girl feelings, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, oh, so dramatic. They're so stupid. Like I got made fun of in high school for like reading Twilight and like, I mean, people just kind of like look down on it. And then Mm -hmm. Taylor, like actually, (laughs) you know, just saying what she knew, which is like being an adolescent girl and uh made a killing out of it you know what i mean i think honestly actually that that's so smart because i feel like at a time when everybody obviously everybody her age and i mean younger and everybody was an adolescent teenager that was really hysterical on the inside yeah but you're trying to be pretend to be cool yep. and you're like you know that's how everybody wants to like shy away from being the vulnerable. boy crazy vulnerable adolescent and suddenly there was a scarcity for it and mm-hmm. she's like you know what she can really just go with that and there was nobody else doing it because mm-hmm. everybody was like i should shy yes. away from that that's that's gonna kill my brand but they because that's again they're so good at this her whole family so good at marketing mm-hmm. do you know the whole like conspiracy about her um no her whole uh, career how it started this no. is a if taylor if you're listening to this and i hope you are because i love you but <laughs> <laughs> this is nothing i asked you please please call me to your secret sessions i would love to come anyways this is conspiracy not confirmed this is just a lore that her her dad is well he was already rich before you know she came from a rich background and her first album there's a rumor that he bought 200,000 copies of it so it would show up on the charts so once it showed up on the charts it got picked up obviously right yeah and and he also had shares and it was a new record label they had no other artists except taylor swift and Mm -hmm. this record label and taylor swift came up together Mm. so that was their first time their biggest artist and her her family was really involved in it so the rumor has it that he made an investment and honestly kind of smart so and i wouldn't put past them because they're really smart like her whole family her mom is her manager and her dad is like really savvy with business and she is extremely like savvy yeah so that leads me to my next point Mm -hmm. which is my issue with taylor has always been that there's something that felt inauthentic about her like calculated and then when she had that fall from grace like that exposure and that massive backlash it was kind of like, oh, so there there it was. This is who she really is. Um, but to be fair, I also think it is sexist, right? That like, it's only, it's always women. If you're overexposed, you, you know, and you're a celebrity and you're female, 
eventually you're going to get this backlash, right? Well, I think, okay, the backlash, the whole Kanye thing, that was convoluted because Kanye is Kanye as usual, yeah. like, you know, and yeah. it was highly edited, whatever. Um, I think it it was gonna, it was bound to happen in some way there was going to be a Taylor Swift flaw because of how overexposed she had been. Yeah. Because, I mean, right before this was the whole girls' squad era mm-hmm. where people were already... People... I think when people see, like, she was with all her friends that are models and, like, having fun. And I think after a while, there is, I don't want to say jealousy, envious or whatever, that people don't want to, like, root for you when you're, like, so unrelatable. Almost like, you know, Mm -hmm. you're hanging out with models in a mansion. Like, people are looking for a reason now to, like, find something. I think she would have been, had a fallen from grace regardless. And I think it was smart on their part that they took that, opportunity to rebrand her honestly i think that she became from this like oh this like america sweetheart that is, goes on every talk show and is so excited to go on every award show mm-hmm. to like i don't talk about my relationships i don't go to award shows i don't go do interviews or anything and mm-hmm. i'm really exclusive and i think it shows that dem- her demand has even increased because of it i mean that's kind of like what happened with beyonce yeah. right like you don't and adele and adele right mm-hmm. um you know so they beyonce basically like dropped her self-titled album, didn't make a big fuss, no no uh-huh. promotion, nothing, yeah. broke records. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, no, I'm not giving any interviews. But it's also, I think, sad that this fall from grace mostly happens just for women. Yeah, I agree. That's why I say it's sexist, yeah. right? I can't think of any like male musicians that have had, like even when they have literal accusations against them. They're like, yeah. we can need to separate art from the artist. Yeah. But women, oh, I didn't like the way she talked. I don't know what's about her, but... I just don't like her because I just have a sense that she's a bad person. And what does that mean, right? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. when there's evidence that a guy is a bad person, you're like, oh, but his music is so good. It's really hard not to be calculated, though. I feel like if I was a female artist and that stature, I would be calculated. And that, that's the thing. I think yeah. a part of it is just, maybe it's just me, but mm-hmm. I, I I don't like goody two-shoes. <laughs> Every time she's like, a Mary oh, Sue. Oh, this is going for a personal <laughs> level. You're like, oh, oh, you're the one that my parents are like, why can't you be just like her? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, have you seen her documentary? She talks about that. She's like, um, she talks about how they put this Americana. In- mm-hmm. Sorry. She yeah. talked about how obsessed she had become to be America's good girl. Yeah. It was a catalyst for her eating disorder. It was a catalyst for a lot of things that she had to work on later on because she was made to be terrified of like ever talking about politics because oh you're gonna you're gonna become like the next dixie chicks no one's ever gonna listen to your music ever again you're gonna be shunned from like so you have to be america's sweetheart and it's it's almost an obsession so even when you're that even when everybody likes you and you're a goody two-shoe you don't even win then because it's really the ultimate form Mm -hmm. of like perfectionism and people pleasing yes you know and so that's like so I, I, I think in a weird way, mm-hmm. like you said, that fall from grace actually kind of like freed her. Yes. Right. Because she got to kind of reassess her values. Mm-hmm. Right. Look at how she wants to do things differently. Yeah. And basically like move forward in a different way. And mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that her and Joe Alwyn started dating mm-hmm. in this time period. Yeah. Where she kind of was. I so I showed you some of those unhinged Reddit comments. Where <laughs> no. People are like. Nico on her Reddit. Yeah. Every, every episode, Nico brings up two things. Reddit <laughs> and Shakira. 
<laughs> but but sincerely, um, you know, like people were like, oh, he took he got her when she was at her lowest, blah, 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 blah. It's insane to me how yeah. fast people like turn on him because people like I, like I was never a Joe lover, but people were like obsessed with him. Like, oh my god, he's like the best thing ever. I'm like, well, he's just a man, whatever, you know. But it's so crazy that those are the same people. They're like, oh, but like in this one song she wrote, that's just strange that she would write that about him, and yes. he must be a terrible person. I'm like, no, she felt differently for him back then, and now it has changed. That's how relationships work. Is do you think is a gen- I don't want to say that it's a generational thing. I think a lot of people don't have as many social settings anymore where a lot of our social mingling happens on the internet. Yeah. I see this because I'm a therapist. Mm-hmm. People who don't believe that I'm a therapist. I am a licensed clinical social worker. Okay. <laughs> we'll put it on our website when we make one because no. we don't have one. <laughs> No, no, no. What if we put it on our link tree? One of cycled Nico's license. No, 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 no. You were like, oh, I showed people at work the podcast. Did you show people at your job? I was like, no, never. <laughs> but so I, I say this because I have counseled, you know, people from a variety mm-hmm. of generations, yeah. right? And you really do see the difference in how people relate to other people depending on like the era that they grew up in, right? So the era's tour eras it's unintentional <laughs> and so i do think what happens is because so much of our um socializing is online right our sense of self is really based on like validation likes views that's where our self-worth is coming from for this kind of generation um and additionally i think our opinions and because we are like constantly like in search of those likes and views, we adopt the most like extreme form of thinking, the most extreme like thing to say. And it's it just ends up being this like shouting match or it just ends up just like not it, it just all seems out of proportion. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think also before the accessibility to the internet, especially social media and celebrities on social media, people got their news about about celebrities from magazines or newspapers Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like a daily thing that you now you can just go on instagram and see firsthand from the person Mm -hmm. what they're doing and i think people have this false sense of parasocial relationship closeness yeah they think that they think that they know this person they know every part of this person's life and i i wonder if that was the case maybe 20 or even 10 years ago yeah. So that's so now you really see how social media is really a tool for the branding and for again this curating of an image. It's not real. Yeah. And, and I guess that's the price you pay. That's that's the unfortunateness of it, right? She is really good at making at at getting fans to really tap into her art and like relate yes. to her. And in return, I think fans feel that they almost that they owe she owes them an explanation Mm -hmm. for the things that happen in her life when in reality she is showing us only a part of her life yeah and it's the part that she wants us to see yeah but i think people people think they know her more than they know her and the thing is let me tell you something right okay i've been with the same guy for like seven years okay don't give us advice then i'm not giving you advice (laughs) what i'm saying is that basically you can write a song Mm mm-hmm 
when you are in a certain like feeling state. So for example, let's pretend Omar and I get into an argument. And that's what she does, right? Yeah. Like it's that's what she's good at. Like she writes she's talked about it. She's like writes about specific moments. That's why it feels so vulnerable because it's it's like that that moment that she captures that exact yes. moment. That yes. doesn't mean she feels that way five years later when she's singing them. Yeah. Or that that's how the relate that it's not a snap. Mm-hmm. It's not like a representation of the whole relationship. It's just a snapshot of a moment. And I say this to my clients all the time. Thoughts and feelings are mm-hmm. not reality. It's not reality. Whoa. It's true. If you go to therapy, you'll learn about this, right? So <laughs> don't give therapy advice. I'm not giving therapy that. advice, but I'm just saying thoughts and feelings are not reality. And so what I'm saying is, so like if I get this mad at girl Omer, on this podcast, tell me that my thoughts and feelings are invalid and that's not reality. Cancel, but, hashtag cancel Nico. But you can, you can think in unhealthy ways. So for example, mm-hmm. if I get into a fight with my husband, what, what do I do when we're arguing? Oh, you never listen. You're always like this. It's like generalizing. And it's Mm -hmm. not true. I'm just frustrated. And so Mm -hmm. probably what Taylor does, like any artist does, right, is you're angry and she goes and writes a song. She writes her feelings, Mm -hmm. you know, uses her imagination. She feels better. Mm -hmm. And whatever that argument was is blown over. It's like no big thing. But now she's got a bop. Mm -hmm. Now she has a hit on her hands. She's never written a bad song about joe allen so that's why i'm confused on how these people are getting at this the thing is when you're an artist you might have certain intentions mm-hmm. you might be very clear about people project well yeah but once you put your art out there it's yeah. not really up to you how people yeah. interpret it right mm-hmm. um and so it's just interesting but i do think it's like natural that people are like <sighs> speculating like have you ever heard of usher's confessions no this was like huge in y2k <laughs> And it was this like album. I, I whenever you talk about Y2K, I I like I feel like I go to this dream world that doesn't really exist in my head. I'm like, wow, that era before. Well, I'm glad it's over because it sucks. But anyway, so in this album, it's called Confessions, and the it's basically about you know the protagonist who will say Usher mm-hmm. who cheats on his girlfriend Whoa. and gets his mistress pregnant. Whoa, that's the album, and people <gasps> were like. Usher cheated on Chili, who he was dating at the time, singer yeah. from TLC. And everyone was like, oh my God, who's the baby mama? Who's the mistress? All this stuff. And finally, it got so bad. And someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm remembering correctly, Usher was didn't do that. It was one of his producers or someone he knew. And he was inspired by that situation and wrote this album. And that producer had to come out and be like, it was me. Because <laughs> like, people just wouldn't drop it. <laughs> I mean, not poor, poor guy. guy, but he had to publicly shame himself. I think so. I, you know, if I'm wrong, I'm mean, please oh correct me. But that's how God. I remember it. That basically, like, that's what happened. Shut up! All and of so, you. so I think it's normal. It's natural, yeah. right? Like that people speculate that you know. But Taylor too, she does put Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. That's how I think she really kind of stood out. I don't think she wants to stop doing the Easter eggs, and I don't i i think this is she handled the way this this breakup news was handled was very strategic and it actually worked because the timing of it right her concert's going to continue her tour this coming weekend and it happened this weekend she also did a pap walk and she also was like gave us snippets of her music video so there's so much news about her it's i think it's going to get buried within literally two days and i think she's gotten really good at this whole thing about how to i think maybe when she was like 19 to 23 she wasn't really in control of the narrative about her but i think in a weird way i think she's in control 
I think she's in control too. I personally, this is a conspiracy on my part. No one has confirmed it. No one has given me this story. It's just from my thoughts and thoughts only. <laughs> Which I've told you is not reality. <laughs> I've made very clear it's not reality. I think, honestly, like some of the songs on the album, I think they have, they were already broken up by that point because she like her last song in the album is called Dear Reader. And she's like, don't take she gets she don't take love advice for someone who's falling apart and if you knew if you knew who I was and who was talking to you you wouldn't believe me because I have a, and she talks about how she has a house not a home and she goes alone there because nobody's there that's sad yeah whenever people ask her about her music they're like oh she's like oh it's about different experiences in my life but to me the fact that that was the last song in the album to me I'm like oh this this was probably written when the breakup happened. This Dear Reader was... So you think they broke up? Because Peoples is saying that they broke up a few weeks ago. I don't think that's true. Personally, I don't think that's true. I think I think the album was already done. I don't think they broke up before the album. I think that last song was was probably recorded like after the breakup. Mm. So that's my personal interpretation of the song. So. Well, I'm glad you said what it was. It's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> it is a conspiracy it, theory. It is your on personal my... interpretation. Well, I have so many conspiracy theories about Taylor Swift so that I get death threats over on TikTok all the time. So, Do you want to hash those out here? Because I'd rather not get death threats. Be- I'd rather get death threats because of something I said, not because of something you said. <laughs> Oh, um, I think like if you're on my TikTok, you already know, but <laughs> I already know which one it is. Keep it out of here. I don't want that mess in here. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I wouldn't do that. All right. Closing us out. What was your favorite, all-time favorite pop culture breakup moment? I think you know which one I'm gonna say. Oh my say. god! Do you have another one? Or Shakira, Hippie it- <laughs> Do you have another one, or is it this? No, this, it's this one. one. Why do you like that one so much? Is it because she put the witch doll because in front of the mother-in-law's house? Like okay, 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 okay. okay. Because there's it's great, it's juicy. One, it first starts off as like, oh man, I'm so bummed. Then he's like dating a girl like ten years younger than him. She's not nineteen. She's like twenty-three. But then you're like. Ugh. and then there's the strawberry jam that was the smoking gun she was wearing shakira's clothes then the mom helped hide the affair and shakira threw her hands on her like they got into a fight a physical altercation according to tabloids. and then she was like you're the reason i got uh, i had charges because for tax fraud I, even though i pay all of your <laughs> i paid for all of the houses i mean so basically i mean it's just juicy and i feel so bad for shakira but you know what this is shakira turning you know, lemons into lemonade, okay? And I can't yeah. wait for the new album. I really cannot. This is going to be the best album ever because if that music sessions has, I mean, is anything to go by? Oh my God, we got like another lemonade on our hands. We got like, we got the best breakup album yeah. ever. Okay, so I'm going to tell you my favorite breakup moment. So obviously, we already talked about John Mayer and Taylor Swift dater, right? Mm-hmm. And he was 32, gross, and she was 19. 19, air quote. Like when they start touring together when she was 17. But mm-hmm. let's just say she she was 19 when they broke up. And she wrote the song Dear John. And he went to like in proportions, call her uh, songwriting cheap. And that, this man was talking just a few months ago about how she's a prodigy of her time and saying her songwriting is cheap and she should not like write like this, blah, 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 right? Somebody asked Taylor Swift, they're like, hey, John, John Mayer said this about you, um, that you wrote Dear John about him. It was cheap uh, songwriting. And she's like, 
Oh, how presumptuous. I how did he even come to the conclusion that that song would be about him? It's about a dear John letter. And then in her red tour, after this it was during this whole time when he wrote the song 22 about her being being fake and all this. She 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 got um Carly Simon the 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 woman that sang you're so vain, you think the song is about you. <laughs> They both got on stage and they sang oh that together. Gosh. It was so funny. She's That's like, great. <laughs> Carly <laughs> Simon has some great, great. You Gen Z, listen to Carly Simon. She's got some great songs. <laughs> it was hilarious. I was like, oh, how to like. <laughs> Wait, was that Carly Simon? Mm-hmm. You're so vain. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna fact check this because I just want to make sure. Fact checked. Carly Simon. Yep, you know your stuff. <laughs> you know your stuff. I do. What can I say? I'm okay. So proud. Well, thank you for listening for this episode of Amateur Popcast. Uh, we really appreciate y'all's support and listening. Um, please go ahead and give us five stars. I think we deserve it, but if you don't think so, fine. But give us five stars. And then if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead and send us an email at amateurpopcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at amateur underscore popcast. Thank you.